the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord knows the way to righteousness. You are not a God who delights in wickedness, evil may not dwell within you. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Almighty God, Maker of all things, and judge of all people, we who are sinners confess to you and that we have turned away from you. We have not done the good you desire, but have done the evil you forgive. We repent of all our sins of God, word, and deed, and pray for your mercy.
Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. That by the Holy Spirit we may hear more clearly the voice of the Lord calling us to repentance and faith. For grace to respond with our whole heart to the voice of God speaking through his word. For love of God's word and for the good things his word makes known. For the good fruits of the Spirit at work in us and through us. For love of our neighbor and for a kindly heart which is not quick to judge. For grace to forgive others as the Lord has forgiven us. For generosity and a willing spirit that we may deny ourselves and support those in need. For the humility of faith that we not think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Save us, O Lord, for the sake of your name. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. For God, whose glory is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Though the readings for the third Sunday in Lent bring warning to those who refuse the Spirit and remain impenitent, they also promise that God will work in us in healthful spirit of His grace, forgive our sins, and equip us to bear the good fruits of His kingdom in our lives. From the prophet Ezekiel, we learn that God finds no pleasure in judging the wicked, but rejoice in their repentance and faith. From 1 Corinthians, we are warned of Paul against the pride that goes before the fall, and ensure that in Christ's temptation cannot overcome us. In the Gospel, Jesus is confronted with the tragedy from the news and points to hearers of their own repentance and faith that they may bear the good fruit of the scheme. Thus have you said, 
showed her transgressions, and our sins are upon us, and we run away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And you, son of man, save your people. The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him when he transgresses. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall by it when he turns from his wicked, wickedness. And the righteous shall not be able to live by his righteousness when he sins. Though I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, yet if he trusts in his righteousness and does not does injustice, none of his righteous deeds shall be remembered. But in his injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, though I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. Yet if he turns from his sin and does what is just and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has taken by robbery, and walks in the statutes of life, not doing injustice, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the sins that he has committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is just and right, he shall surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just. But it is their own way that is not just. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. And when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he shall live by them. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this will be this will be 1 Corinthians 10. Verses 1-13 I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all over the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, all, and all drank the same spiritual drink. But they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown, in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might, might not desire evil as they did. Do not be adulterers, as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents nor grumble, as some of them did, who were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that his sin takes heed, takes heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. This is the word of the Lord. And our verse from 2 Peter chapter 3. The Lord is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish. Please rise to the reading of the gospel.
Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. There were some present at that very time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. They answered him, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because he suffered this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and put on manure. And if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Ah, quite. So, 
So when you, that's, how, that's how a tree, a fruit tree, bears fruit. So then we take that. So we had to plant seeds, right? So how do you think that applies to you and me? So, we're here in church today, right? And we've heard a lot of different readings already from the Bible, right? Okay, and then God works with the Holy Spirit to plant those seeds in us so we can believe, right? Okay, are you getting there? All right. Um, I haven't missed much enthusiasm in a long time. This is pretty good. So, okay. So, that's one. And you said, water or soil? Good soil, right? So you put some good soil, mix it up, maybe put, and you know, the Bible said it's manure on it. And then you put the seeds in, huh? And then you water it, and then it'll grow, right? And then the fruit you bear. So for us, we plant seeds through God's Word in us, right? Baptism, right? We baptize you, and we became children of God, right? Okay. And so now we have to bear fruit. But the question is, what kind of fruit do we bear? Any idea? We bear apples and oranges. Our, our fruit trees do, right? So for us, what would the apples and oranges be? You know what the apples and oranges would be? And seed. We do plant seeds too. Bear seeds. So for us, there's kind of two different types of fruit. So one is to simply follow Jesus and how he lives, which means we have to um, show love, be helpful to people, right? Um, share things with them, never, ever, ever steal anything from them, never, ever, ever tell a lie, right? I won't go through all the Follow them, right? That's showing good characteristics. The other type of fruit, and for most of us, I think some of this is the hardest one, right? And this is the bare fruit of people. And what I mean by that is people for God. So to tell people about Jesus. Do you tell people about Jesus? What, what do you say about Jesus when you tell them? Tell me your friend. Jesus is a friend. He is a friend. We even sing a song like that, don't we? And you pray. Oh, it's awesome. So we tell people about Jesus, one, by how we act, and then by telling them who he was and what he did for them. Remember what Jesus did for all of us? What did he do for all of us? He did. He died on the cross for all of us. Okay? And so sometimes we say that very softly, but other times we say it real loud enough so people can hear us sometimes. And it all depends on who you're talking to. You know, you know that trees bear fruit, we bear fruit, right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the fruit that all your fruit trees bear for us. Thank you for the fruit that you give us so that we can bear fruit for you. In your precious name.
So there were two teenagers who were driving along I-5 uh, up near the Oregon border. And as some of us have a tendency to do, I won't call you out, they were going rather fast, about 75 miles an hour. And the driver of the truck lost control. And the truck crashed through the guardrail, flipped over his hand, and landed on its side by the road fence facing the opposite direction. The two teens who were in the truck escaped the accident with, with just minor in incidents. The accident could have been a lot worse because they landed near a cliff that plunged seven, uh, several hundred feet. Life is fragile. We go through life fooling ourselves that we are somewhat invulnerable. It is a justifiable survival mechanism. We, we go crazy, I think, we would, if we thought that the source of our demise was simply lurking around every corner we walked. Still, it's important for us to admit our vulnerability so that we might live our lives fully. And then experience the abundant life that is ours through Christ Jesus, completely. In our lesson today, Jesus shows his followers a path to walk, which will enable them to walk boldly while facing the uncertainties of life. The text begin with, begins with Jesus uh, referring or referencing two tragedies that was recorded recently that occurred. The group of Galileans who had been slaughtered by the Roman authorities, Pontius Pilate and then a tower that had fallen on 18 people and killed them. In the common life view of the day, people would explain these events as the result of people's sinfulness and of God's wrath. Jesus takes God out of the picture. Cause and effect were not what these occurrences demonstrated. Pain, suffering, tragedies, and tribulations were all a part of life. Bad things happen to both good and bad people. Given the delicate nature of life, Jesus says that we should walk in repentance. So how do we walk in repentance? Are we to constantly ask God for forgiveness for every inappropriate word, impatient action, or unloving thought that we think, say, or do? This certainly would be a path that would enable us to look religious, but would probably rob us of any joy and paralyze us in our ability to serve others. We'd simply be too busy repenting. Walking in repentance, then, might include giving thanks for the gift of life and for the blessings that God showers upon us. It might be acknowledging our self-centeredness and our human tendency of not thinking about others. It might be confessing our distaste for doing God's will above our own. Our hesitation in allowing God to be the Lord of our lives. It could be rejoicing that through Jesus Christ we have all been adopted as God's sons and daughters and that we can experience a daily personal relationship with God. So following that story in the Bible, Jesus shares a story about a fruitless fig tree. You heard it just before church. You heard it in the reading and you kind of heard it again with the kids. 
There are two sides of the story. First, there is the landowner's disapproval or his disgust that the tree is simply not bearing fruit. There is, however, an amazing display of grace. The landowner has worked the tree for three years. Now he gives the tree another year with fertilizer. Certainly, God wants us, you and I, to be fruitful. God doesn't save us solely for our own benefit, but also for the benefit of others. But what fruit is Jesus talking about? I think there's three ways that you and I can, can bear fruit according to Scripture. The first way is we can bear, simply bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. That's kind of what we, we talk about with the kids without using all those words. We can bear fruit by service. So, feeding the hungry, healing the sick, visiting prisoners, visiting shut-ins, visiting others who just need help. Finally, we can bear the fruit of being used by the Holy Spirit to bring others into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that was the last part we shared with the kids. Does that sound familiar? Anybody? Any of them? Hopefully you can say, yes, yes, yes. Maybe yes, uh-uh. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Bearing fruit, believe it or not, is a natural process. The fruit of the Christian life is not something that you and I must force, but it is rather something that happens as you and I walk with Jesus as his disciple. And at the same time, we can't ignore our need to bear fruit. If we aren't bearing fruit, then something's wrong. Something needs to be changed. In the final segment of our lesson of the gospel, lesson for today, Jesus warned that Herod wanted to kill him, or he was warned. And, and Jesus, of course, never passed down. He continued to minister to those in need. And there is the understanding that Herod is in control of the situation. But he's not. Because God's the one who's in control. By his example, Jesus encourages you and me to be bold in our witness, trusting that God is moving in, in and through us, and that God will be with us no matter what. He doesn't say you can't be a little nervous, you can't maybe shake a little bit as you start to tell somebody about Jesus. But he does say, be confident. And the reason he says be confident is guess what? It's not really you doing it. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. God's got that also. He puts the words in your mouth. He puts the love in your heart. And he even puts those people that you and I are to share the gospel with right in front of us. Sometimes we hit it head on. And say, oops, excuse me. We walk the other direction. Sometimes we actually move out of the way and let it walk on by. Sometimes 
even if we're shaking like crazy inside, we share God's love with the person we put in our path. We share God's word. We tell somebody about Jesus. I don't know which one it would be. They're all good. Share your love. Because the love comes from Jesus. And if you love me to give him a piece of bread, that's bearing fruit. Because you're helping somebody. And maybe one day that person will ask you why. Now you got a problem. You go, I don't know. It's because I love you. Okay? Why? You go up again. And you realize, God is not letting me off the hook. I've got to say that five-letter word. Jesus. As the Holy Spirit pushes it out of your mouth and out of your heart, you're talking to because that is the answer. When somebody asks, why are you loving me? It's not because you really love them. It's because Jesus loves them through you. It's because Jesus has put the fruit of love inside of you, and you respond. And so eventually you've got to share Jesus with them. Because he is the only answer to the question. Why do you love me? My mom and dad taught me to love everybody. Okay, why? And I can keep going on, but you might get a little upset at me, so I'll stop with that part. Remember, and sometimes when you show share God's love, it, it will fall on hard hearts, stiff necks, and deaf ears. But Jesus persevered, and we can too. Life is fragile. Still living in a relationship with God as disciples of Jesus Christ. Even with life being fragile, you and I can live life to its fullest. And we can live life as it is meant to be lived. With the love of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us with the power of your Holy Spirit to bear fruit. To bear the fruits of love, kindness, patience, self-control, gentleness, peace, joy. Help us to bear fruit of service, feeding the hungry, healing the sick, visiting the prisoners. And help us to bear fruit by being used by your Holy Spirit to bring others into a relationship with Jesus Christ. In his precious name, amen. Let us rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God,
us, O Lord, according to your promise. And hear the prayers of your people who cry to you in need. Blessed Lord, it is your good and gracious will not to condemn, but to save the sinner through the merits of Christ alone. Open our hearts to the voice of your call. Lead us to repentance. And grant us your Holy Spirit, so that we may show forth the good fruits of that repentance in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty God, we live in a world filled with temptation, fear, and threat. Grant us a refuge in your word that our, that our hearts may not despair. Deliver us from all our enemies and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Merciful Lord, the tragedies and disasters of this life unsettle our hearts and feed our anxieties. Remind us of your great compassion and faithfulness and support the victims of such events, especially all those in Ukraine, as well as the emergency personnel who imperil themselves on our behalf. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Gracious God, our world cries out in search of hope. Grant to those who preach your word the grace to proclaim it faithfully. And bless the missionaries far and near who bring your gospel to those who sit in the darkness of sin and death. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Lord God, bless us with good and faithful leaders who will hear and heed your word. Move us to have compassion on the oppressed, to seek justice for those who suffer wrongly, and to sustain goodness in our life and conduct. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Deliver, O oh Lord, the sick from their afflictions sorrowing from their grief, the troubled in mind from depression, and the dying from fear. Hear us, those we lift privately to you now. For all who cry to you in need, Hear us for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, you have given us the comfort of your word and the food of your Son's body and blood, that we may be sustained in trial and strengthened in faith. Forgiven by your mercy, grant us your Holy Spirit, that we show forth in holy life our Savior, whom we have received, received upon our lips. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord, all things are yours, and yet you show your great mercy in giving us all we need for this life and for eternal life. Give us also a, a grateful heart so that we may respond with gratitude and return to you the tithes and offerings you are due for all your kindness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We give thanks to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we lie and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Sing.
Once we were no people, O Lord, but now we are your people, in Christ our Savior. By his own self-offering, he paid our debt of sin and released us from the curse of death. Rejoicing in all that he has accomplished on our behalf, we call upon you to grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may keep in holy hearts and show forth in holy lives our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Prepare us by your grace to receive him who comes to us in his body and blood, that no sin may prevent us from receiving to our salvation this most precious communion. Hear us for the sake of your Son. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed to bread, and after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, and after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O oh Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in
freedom, you have set us free through Christ's liberating death and resurrection. And this freedom teaches us to live in the fruit of the Spirit given us in our baptism, that we may bear in our bodies the fulfillment of the law as we love our neighbors as ourselves. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
there announcements this morning? Sam? First of all, thank you to everybody that showed up this past week. We've gotten a lot done in terms of the landscape cleanup on this side of the church and a little bit in front of the church. We had wonderful, helpful people come and fix things in the kitchen. Things like shiny bright. We have a new garbage disposal, a water heater in the kitchen. The stove didn't have to be replaced, so thank the Lord and thank all of you. So let's keep working together. We're going to have another work party this next week. Um, if you can come Thursday, some of the women from Bible class have been helping out their Bible class. And if you can come Saturday, we've got three weeks before Palm Sunday. So let's really work together to get it done. And thank you.
Wednesday. So we're sharing a, uh, a lot up here. So come and join us, 5.30 for uh, dinner, 7 o'clock for the service. Um, again, I want to thank all of, all of you who are watching online through YouTube, Facebook, our webpage. Uh, let us know who you are. Let us know if you need anything. Um, send us a note. Uh, you can send it to me, Pastor Brian at ReadingTLC.org, Jason at office at ReadingTLC.org. Um, I repeat that? Yeah, yeah. Us, so you know whether we need to repeat that or not. Pastor Brian at ReadingTLC.org and Jason's office at ReadingTLC.org. Let us know what you need. Let us know if we can help you in any way. And we're so happy that you're, you're with us here. Wish we didn't see your faces. We don't have that technology. Uh, maybe one day we will. Um, so, and for all of you, uh, let's go in peace. Let's learn to bear fruit. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Keep forgetting. So, I forget Jason. There's so much. I'm so blessed by what he does. Jason. I was going to tell everybody that the Messenger is now on our website also. For those that have trouble opening it on their website or on their email. So if you go up here at the top to resources, and then down to church life, just click on church life, and then scroll down, and it's right there. All of them. So. And, and we did we, we did fix the uh, the date for the uh, spring tea. Yeah, it's on there. So it's it's uh so don't call us anymore. Let's go to Jesus, sir.